And now the podcast about a group of friends who had never seen Arrested Development and the one podcaster who had no choice but to get them all together. This is Frozen Bananas and Ketchup. Anyang, and welcome to another episode of Frozen Bananas and Ketchup. I'm your host, John. Joining me, as always, are my human co-hosts, Gio, Charlie, and Peter. Gentlemen, welcome back. Hello. What the hell, John? I'm not a human. I'm an alien. Yeah, I was going to say, Gio <laughs> is, it's debatable whether Gio was human or not. Gio's a but <laughs> glad to be back. <laughs> All right. So this week, we are discussing the episode entitled Sad Sack, which is season two, episode five. And in this episode... Some unfortunate pictures of Tobias wind up on the internet, which the military mistakes for pictures. What the hell? This is the most spoilerish thing I've ever seen. Uh, which the military mistakes for pictures of Iraq and proof that the Bluth Company was building houses over there. Wayne Jarvis, the family's former attorney, makes Michael an offer he can't refuse. Meanwhile, Buster seeks Job's help to provide motivation for his army training. Why they give away everything? But I guess they did. That that is much more robust than usual, and in a bad way. So let's jump right on in and see what everybody thought of this episode. Peter, let's start with you. What did you think? Unfortunately, I'm still on my downward spiral. I feel what I mentioned last week did not enjoy this as much as previous episodes. But all right, well, we'll uh, dive into that a little bit more and find out why you feel that way. But first, I want to hear from Giovanni Gio. What were your thoughts on this one? It was a decent episode because uh, towards the end it got better, but it was uh, also some parts were forgettable. But it was uh, it was it was okay, I guess. Okay, all right. Forgettable is pretty loose definition for UGO. So <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's very true. <laughs> all right, and Charlie, what say you? <laughs> it was an episode. It was okay. I guess it had its funny moments, but yeah, I feel like I barely retained anything from this episode, if I'm being honest. All right. Well, I'm sure there's still some good discussion points to be had. So let's start with you, Charlie. What is a topic you brought to the table? I did make an observation that I did think was really funny was when uh, George Michael went to go grab the fridge door and it was covered in blue paint. He had blue paint (laughs) on his hands. Where could that have come from? Yeah, I thought that was really funny. And then the other thing that I also thought was really funny was when they were talking about Anne again. They showed her in the yearbook and there was a picture of her, <laughs> but it still yeah. said Anne not pictured. <laughs> and then they said her, her nickname, nickname was, was Egg. Egg. Her nickname was <laughs> Egg. And, and the quote is, the, we were supposed to have a quote for this? That's her quote. Her quote. <laughs> like, that was really funny. Um, so yeah, it had a couple of funny, funny moments for sure. Excellent. I yes. did notice she was also in the yearbook next to Sandy Uber, who may or may not be the inventor of the Uber app. Who knows? But I thought that was interesting. But yeah, yeah. that was a funny reference. I'm like, her nickname in the yearbook was Egg, and that's what Michael was calling her. <laughs> Peter, you're about to sound like a robot. There was a little static there. We'll see if it comes back. Peter, what is a topic you had for us? I guess going on, like you said, I didn't really enjoy the episode in general. Like, usually on my notes for the episodes, I'm like, I'll put like, oh, this is a note, a reference, or this I thought was funny. I think I only put like one or two funny things in this entire, all my notes. The rest is just like, so this happened. And I mentioned it last week for last episode, and I am kind of feeling it again more that again, I think the writers of the show are going a little heavy on that gay or closeted gay equals funny with the the references of the lawsuit when calling back to 
that that gay character that keeps on suing uh, and winning his trials for like mistreatment of gay. Yeah, it's a it's a callback, but again, it's I think it's it's just getting a little heavy-handed. And then again with I like I said last week, it's one thing with Tobias as underlying, and then it's kind of pushing it with Zucker Corn. And his random, like, just give me a little tap on the fanny if this is true or whatever. But with the, the references with the climb that wall homo and tranny she male references, I'm just, I, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of that. And that joke is, is again running thin for me. But yeah, I hear you. Definitely dense with that. And uh, it's better when it's more spread out. And that's something Tobias would say. <laughs> see like i i get some of the like i think that's that's my i think point like it's funny as a little running joke and it's getting skinny, but i'm like i just feel like especially this episode with again the the gays and the military and with tobias and and zucker corn and then the whole maybe telling uh uh steve holt that Lindsay's a transsexual and giving her a female like shirt, I'm just it was it was just a little too much for me. That's fair, and I, I will give some props to Steve Holtz because you'd expect the jock to be uh, more mean spirited about it, and he just seemed genuinely fascinated. So uh, Steve Holtz, he's he's not a bad guy. He's also not a bright guy. No, Apparently, he's not a bright guy. Fourth <laughs> time as a senior, <laughs> which I think... his nickname is Steve Holtz with an exclamation point. It's like it's like Ardoyle oh, rules. It reminds me of that for some reason. We, I mean, we made the reference point about Anne's yearbook and the fact that they like showed three separate yearbook pictures of him, like, "Oh, I'm out of here." It's like this, you think that's his senior year, and it's just, he just was like. And at the end, he's just like, study or hard or whatever. I forget the exact quote, but he's like, trust me. <laughs> like, in those were three separate yearbooks. So I'm assuming this is his fourth time around because he's still at school and the yearbook is kind of the end of the year thing usually. So maybe this is his literal fourth time being a senior, which I think ended up helping the fact that there was a will there, won't they dynamic between a grown woman and a <laughs> high school senior. So they're like, he's, he's a high school senior, but this is like his fourth time over. So he's technically an adult, which then questions his relationship with maybe because she's not an adult, but that's besides the point. All kinds of confusion going around there. But yeah, in, in general, though, I, I do agree with you, Peter. But uh, speaking of Barry's nature, uh, that did come into play again at the end where he decoded the image that wasn't a desert landscape in Iraq. But it it was balls, and I'm like, <laughs> he knows from experience, I guess, because like he, he, I don't know, he takes pictures of his balls. That references back to the title of the episode, which is "Sad Sack." Yeah, and that was Tobias's sack because Tobias was sad when he took the picture. Yeah, and then he's like, when it's this close, they always look like <laughs> landscape. So he's he's very familiar with close up pictures of balls. But he's like, nope, you're looking at balls. He knew it right away. I like how George Michael saw the image and was just like, oh, I've seen this before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was sad how he recognized his uncle's ball sack from when yeah. they shared a room and <laughs> climbing in the bunk bed. Poor George Michael. There was something funny that I'm going to bring up that was like the shining point of the episode, but I'll bring it up later in case no, in case no one else brings it up. 
Oh, it's your turn now, Gio, so go ahead. Okay. I thought it was hilarious when George Sr. was using the breast pump for something else. <laughs> He's like, hey, by the way, I broke this thing. What the hell is it anyways? That's a breast pump, Dad? Oh, well, I did not use it for that. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. I'm like, he used it for something else. Well, I'm not going to even explain what he used it for something else. I was going to ask you, what did he use it for? Uh, some, some kind of jerking off material. If I mean, that would be sad life for him and Lucille if that could be used as for that purpose, but okay. <laughs> I don't know what to use it for. To suck his own, uh, I guess. I, 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 I would say that is the, the implication. Yeah. Um, but it's left ambiguous on purpose. Uh, I mean, as it is network television. But yeah, leave it to your imagination, Gio. <laughs> uh, let's see. Charlie, did you have any other topics that you wanted to discuss? I had a quote that I really liked from Lucille when she's talking about how she's, you know, in love with Oscar and how she can't get pregnant. And she was like, the doctor said, I couldn't be a mother now if I tried. <laughs> and it's like. You are a mother. <laughs> like, well, then Michael's response yeah, to that was perfect. Yeah, Michael's like, and they didn't even have to interview me to find that out. <laughs> yeah, like, it's like, ah, oh, you are a horrible person. <laughs> I think that was a funny plot point for this, too, speaking of Lucille, is that she was kind of changed in this episode. She had, she was showing her softer side. Which is total opposite. That's what I just said, right? But, um, <laughs> and... And Oscar was not having it. Oscar's like, this is not the person that I fell in love with. She, he really, he had a kink for when she like berated him and like gave him the cold shoulder. And it was like this forbidden fruit or in Charlie's case, forbidden food. Um, Degradation kink. <laughs> and then oh, when, when she's all about him and loving and stuff, he's like, uh, nope, not what I want. A hot tea. <laughs> <laughs> Oscar was not having that. Also, I can't imagine calling that man a hottie. <laughs> like, what are you seeing? That's where fucking George Michael gets it from. Just skewed perception of, you know. Speaking, yeah, speaking of not seeing when, that, when he was talking about being distracted by Anne's beauty and his dad's like, oh, maybe you should need glasses. We'll get you yeah. a, a doctor appointment. That was my one note that I in my notes that I loved is funny. Is one still in the option? Can we go, can we try that? Unless if that's too much of an improvement? Can, can we go back to two? Yeah, he. that was another funny part where he was like at the eye doctors and you can tell he was like trying to people please and couldn't make up his mind which ended up resulting in him not getting a good prescription in general but that was funny <laughs> oh yeah he got a c unacceptable uh, you thought the a minus was bad before no oh, good one point that i was confused by i thought it was well established in the last episode that buster wasn't really in the army and that he had to like borrow like his brother's stripper outdated army stripper uniform and then this episode he is in the army and having difficulties with the obstacle course i was very confused as to what transpired from episode to episode because and i'm like did i miss something in the thing because they clearly were saying he wasn't really in the army he was having half days or whatever and borrowing the uniform and now he's he's like legit in trying to pass the army obstacle course i was very confused 
Yeah, the timeline with that is has some inconsistencies. Like, there's a few episodes ago where, like, it ended with him, like, yell- when he discovered his mom with Oscar and he yells, I'm going to war. But then I guess he doesn't, but now he is. So yeah, it, it does jump around a little bit. But I guess this is the most definitive look we've seen of him actually being in the army. So something definitely changed between the last episode and this one. Speaking of him in the army, and I know you mentioned his training a little bit earlier, but I did like when he was, he was asking Job to help motivate him. And uh, did anybody have the quote? of of him and job when he gets punched oh no the first one well so like uh, the first time it's uh, he asked job and job says i'm the pathetic one buster not you i totally freaked out in front of that prosecutor today like a little girl in a little dress little saddle shoes little pigtails and buster's like wow that does sound like a little girl <laughs> i didn't even catch that <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't catch it either but i was a little saddened that the fact that literally job was attempting suicide <laughs> after meeting with the prosecutors. I'm like, that was a step that I wasn't anticipating. I was like, oh, they really went there with him, huh? Caught him with his pants down. But do you, even <laughs> if he tried, do you think he would have been successful? Probably not. No. But yeah, they did add humor into it where he was trying to use his trigger warning, trying to use his belt to delight himself, I guess. And then he ends up, like Charlie mentioned, like his pants fall down <laughs> when... Because he he wasn't using the belt in its intended purpose, but you're free to go. <laughs> also, speaking of Job and Buster, when they were on the swings, and Job starts pushing Buster on the swings, and Buster says, "Oh, this is turning out to be much more fun than I'd hoped." And the narrator says, "It was fun, but it wasn't making him a better soldier." And then Buster yeah. just <laughs> tells Job to stop pushing him, and he'll just do it himself. Yeah. <laughs> Buster's so whimsical. I like his shot of jubilation when he was swinging. He's like. <laughs> Your tigger noise has returned. <laughs> Jubilation, what a good word. <laughs> Thank you. Gio, did you have any more quotes or topics for us? Well, I thought it was funny that Michael kept trying to bring eggs to George Sr., but each time he tried to, tried to something else happened. And he's like, where are you bringing those eggs, Michael? And he's like, oh, it's for me. So he takes, that's the first time. And then there was one time when he bring, tries to bring the eggs again, and Tobias was like, oh, thank you. I'm going to have to take this on the go. The first time he was trying to take him off the eggs, and his mom was there, and he thought he was trying to give food to Lindsay because apparently at one point Lindsay was afraid to eat in front of her mother. I don't know (laughs) why, because her mom always makes jokes about her weight or whatever. And then Lucille clarified that like that she's okay to eat in front of her now. Again, very complicated relationship between those two. I also want to bring about uh, how Michael uh, was talking to George Michael about Anne and he was trying to see what he sees in there. And he's like, maybe it's your eyes. Maybe you need glasses for your grades. Didn't you Didn't you say you had a hard time reading the board sitting in the back row? Implying that he was seeing like horrible and that he's for some reason not seeing how ugly she was, I guess. Wow, no one brought up the fact that... Um, that <laughs> did someone bring, also, did someone bring that up? <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. Someone brought it up. Sorry. He did say this episode's forgettable, so, you know. <laughs> yeah. I, I, it, it, it's, not, it, it's not an episode without me forgetting something. <laughs> what did everybody think about George Sr. Uh, disguising himself as Oscar to confront Lucille? I thought that was humorous. Like, and when he was just kind of like testing the water to see if she was really interested. And then when it seemed like she was, he got pissed and he was like leaving. He was like, he was, like not having it. 
they started knocking pictures down. I'm on mushrooms. I'm on bad mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was still wearing maternity clothes when he was disguised. And he mentioned that he smoked some weed like a cigarette. And that's similar <laughs> to George Michael's description from the peer pressure episode. <laughs> smoked it like a cigarette i didn't even pick up on that <laughs> did anybody have anything else this is my quote is that a rape horn no it's more like a starter's pistol <laughs> <laughs> and then she like peers outside through the door with it and stuff it's like, yeah. speaking of going back to lucille's um new nicer loving affectionate side when Oscar expressed that he how he wasn't as into it as he was to like the one the woman that he fell in love with the mean spiteful one Michael had the quote this is the nicest she's been since she found out Rosa could breastfeed Buster <laughs> like, oh, oh you forgot about that someone mentioned that already that was between episodes oh damn it I thought I got him <laughs> nope damn I was gonna be like, no, it's not just me, but I guess it's just me. Also, I want to bring up bring up uh, when when George Mike when George Senior was uh, was uh, disguised as Oscar. He was like, I just and he was talking to Lucy. He's like, I just uh, just want to have sex with you. That's all I'm good for. <laughs> let's see other quotes. Uh, let's see. I liked when Michael said, "Oh, George Michael never settle for fifth choice. Something better is going to come along. She just has to." <laughs> oh, he hates Anne so much. So they found WMDs in the rack, so we got half a day. <laughs> in school, they give half a day for finding WMDs. Uh, and they've upgraded it from light treason to potentially medium to heavy treason. <laughs> and then when when uh when Tobias sees his balls on TV and he's like. I'm on TV. <laughs> <laughs> He's finally on TV. <laughs> His balls being like on TV and then on the cover of like Time magazine. Yeah. Um, reverted him back to his never new tendencies, it seems like. Yeah, triggered a relapse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then George Sr. being like, there's cutoffs up here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> One thing I didn't understand is like Wayne Jarvis. All of a sudden, he went from like being a like a personal attorney to like a state prosecutor, like in the same episode. I'm like, I don't know if that is how that works. Patriot Act, Peter, read it. But yeah, that uh, that is something that you probably wouldn't see in in real life. Oh, and uh, Job twice put the the food in the microwave with the metal foil still on it, and then we got to see Barry do that as well. Who knew? Was, was it ding dongs? <laughs> Yeah, hot ding-dongs so. were such a hot commodity. I really wanted that. All right, so let's jump to our frozen bananas. This is where we rate the episode 1 to 10. So let's begin with Geo. Geo, what are you rating this episode? I rate this episode a 7.4. All right, 7.4 from Geo. Peter? Yeah, in general, I was not a fan of this one, so I am giving my lowest rating as a 5.7. Ooh, all righty. All right, and Charlie, what do you got for us? I give this one a six. All right, a six. All right. And so this episode actually made the Parents Television Council's worst primetime TV show of the week list for that week. So I, I think that, that might be a little harsh, but maybe not. So I, I think there's definitely some uh, some good jokes in here, some enduring uh, scenes and uh, running gags. But as a standalone episode, I'm kind of agreeing with you guys. So I'm going to give this one a, a seven. I'll give it a seven. So that's where we'll go. But next week, you are in for a treat because the episode we are watching is called Afternoon Delight, which is delightful. Uh, actually, I don't, I don't want to give much away, but 
I think, Peter, your trend will hopefully be reversing next week. We will see. Tune back in, folks, to see if that happens. Gio, make sure you write down in your notes which episode we're watching next week. <laughs> okay. <laughs> or you can just tell me once it gets to that date. The, the next tell one me that you the... haven't watched yet. Yeah, just tell me. Like, Gio, it's just that's the name of the episode. Gio, we're watching Sad Sack. We just watched that one. I know. That will be our test. You're going to ask us. We're going to give you one that we already watched to see if you even realize that you already have it. <laughs> That's the most recent episode that we saw, Sad Sack. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm Bye, good. Everybody. I'm good. I All got right. it. All right. Go go watch this episode. Watch this episode tonight, Gio, right now, and then watch no, it again. No, no, no. I'm not going to. I like to get it fresh in my head. All right. Same. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye. And for some reason, when when my wife had a breast pump, Gio really wanted it when she was done with it. <laughs> no, I didn't, you liar. You did, you liar. <laughs> no, I did not want the breast pump. The you, he is 100% telling the truth, Gio. You no, were, I wasn't. You were very interested in that. Yes, you were. I, I 100% vouch for John's story. Oh, my 100%. God. What did I do? Like, I just asked for the you breast pump. Like, I want to see like, it. intrigued by it. Yeah, you're just very curious about it. I don't think you had nefarious reasons for wanting it. You just hundred percent for your own story. Oh god. <laughs> That's Geo for you. <laughs>